A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's, a, it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hello everybody and welcome back to the Triple Jump podcast. It's a video game podcast. My name is Ben. And my name is Pierre. I was about to slam the table. That's the wrong podcast. It's a video game podcast. The official video game. Triple Jump podcast. And my name is Peter. Hi Peter. Hello. How are you feeling today? I'm okay. A bit sleepums. Yeah, tell me what happened. Some some annoying neighbours. Not even neighbours. They're in a different building. They're across... I don't have a balcony, but I've got full-length windows uh, mm. on one side of my building, one, one side of my flat. And uh, opposite, there's a building where there's balconies. They were just having a, a real a real good d- dandy billboard time over there. Just a big old brouhaha. Yeah, absolutely. Just, what do you think they were playing? What What were they playing? What, do you think they were, what video game do you think they were playing? Oh, I don't there? know if they were. I think they were playing... Young people drinking the alcohols and doing the sexual and this is his... Dance, dance, vodka revolution. Yeah, possibly. Um, Anyway, they kept me awake for a bit, but I'm all right. I had a little lie-in this morning. You're here. You made it. We're going to talk about the games. It's all very exciting. Yeah, got a sleepover stream tonight as well, so it's it's good that you're fully rested. It might just be a sleep stream for me. (laughs) (laughs) Well, before we go any further, we need to talk about our sponsor, Mm. which, of course, uh, we have every week. This week... A little bit different than usual. Yeah. We've actually got a song. What? Our song. Sponsored by a song? Sponsored by our song. Uh, those of you who follow us on Twitter may have seen it. I think we both retweeted it. And also Triple Jump, I think, retweeted it too. So some of you will be familiar with this already. Mm. This song comes to us from Tom. Yeah. Uh, Tom has expressly said that there's nothing that he wants to promote or plug. Oh. Uh, just all yourself, we know is then. that he's called Tom. Tom. And Tom did a great job. We're going to roll that song now. And we're going to roll it at the end as well because it's actually relevant to the podcast. It's like it's a podcast song. Yeah. A rap song. And it's also just that good that you want to hear it twice. It's really good. So let's roll roll the sponsored song for today. Uh, Engage White Ass Cracker Boys. You hear this tune drop and you think it must be part of clock. I'm so excited for this hot new content. I've got shivers going up and down my spine. And this time it's not a crippling disease. Something I'll tell Ben and Peter about on streams. Was it not last? Probably at one point. Anyway, back to the podcast. First, we start with the sponsor. What the could it be this week? Edith Finch Realty or Sonic's Travel Agents Blue Streak? Wait, what? It's neither. All these tricky boys got me again. But I forgive them because the content quality is 10 out of 10. Peter and Ben, what a team. Smash the podcast, smash the stream, smash the list on my all accounts. Everything else makes me want to. 
cream. It's obscene. I know the creaming was a bit much for me. Anyway, let's not get distracted. Where the flipping it were we? I believe a question from a patron is what's coming next. One of those lovely people who can afford the speech from text, they are the best. No doubt about it, I'll shout about it in a room that's rowdy and rather crowded. I'll shout it loud and proud until they all know what I'm saying. Start paying attention because the next section is what we play in. Yes, it's revolutionary, which can be scary, but take your heads out of the sun under which they are buried, because this section is actually your genius. More clever than Stephen Hawking and more magic than a genius. It really is, but it's too complex for my brain, and all I know for sure is that it's damn entertaining. And you can show appreciation by monetary payment. What's that coming over the hill? It's looking really strange and somehow newsworthy too. Like an article that's published by Kotaku. Strap in, ladies and gentlemen, you're about to be confused. There's the GO80s of YouTube read weird news. As new controller, you can strap to your bum. Single men from 40 up have said, quote, it's really fun. I'll use it in my time, a girl bath water, son. And don't you think it's weird that that was said by more than one? Moving on. After another question, it's something massive like the boil on my Wilson, we might just have to lance it. What's that now? Nothing. Then why are you blushing? I'm not gonna change the subject. Look at that big discussion. No, no, it's way too big. And it's gonna start crushing everyone in the building. Look, it's already brushing up against me. Oh, wait, hang on, it stopped. Now let's talk about it. Did you know you can now adopt a child script from your screen while playing The Sims 3? You create a family in the code can legally pull the child from your sim and then post it to you for free. Think about it, you can have your own homegrown tiny pee. And that's a wrap. Well done for keeping it PG. Don't get them monetized. Anyway, love you guys. Peace. Peter, where can people find us? We are Team Triple Jump. But that's a lie! Oh, it's not a real sponsor. It's not a real song! It's just a fan who did... Well, it is a real song, but it's just a fan who did a song. He's not sponsoring us at all. He's not. Thank you, Tom, for that incredible song. We'll listen to it again at the end. The real sponsor, of course, as is the case every week, is the wonderful patrons at home. Mm. One dollar or more, Peter. Gets yeah. you access to our Patreon, patreon.com forward slash team triple jump, and allows you to submit questions for the podcast as well as that. unlock a swathe of other rewards, mm. right? Well, not from $1, but yeah. Well, from $1 Different up. T- well, yeah. From $1. From $1, you yeah. get to see podcast posts asking yeah. for questions. Yeah, you do. But you can get others, right? And that's it. But if you do other t- other tiers, there are different rewards. I mean, the more you yeah, you'll yeah. just have to go and look at those patreon.com for those games ever early and things like that. Yes, yeah. But we've got questions, as you said, submitted by those one dollar plus patrons. Patronons. I've got one right here. Would you like me to read it? I think you should. From David Lever, or in America, David Lever. David Lever. Yeah. You travel back in time one thousand years, and you're holding. Insert video game console here in your hand. How likely is it that you're burnt as a witch? I've got a quite a straightforward answer to this. Go on. Uh, time travel's not possible. So we're now going to do what we play in. No, that's not it. That's not my answer. That was a really good. That was really funny, though. Was it? Yeah. yeah that, you really got me there. Thanks. I, I thought we you. were actually going to move on. Oh, did you? Yeah, I really thought that was going to be it. I thought, wow, he's really, he's really got it. Yeah. He's so much cleverer than the rest of us, Peter. No, Austin. time travel is actually possible. It is. And I, my answer would be, I think it depends entirely mm. on whether it's a home console yes. or a handheld with charge in it. Right. Because if you take a home console to the a thousand years ago times. Yes. All it's really going to look like is, yeah, granted, a mysterious material that they've got no idea about, mm. but it's not going to do anything particularly scary to them. It's not going to make noise. True. It's not going to be warm. Uh, it's not no. going to, certainly not going to play any games. But 
mm-hmm. if you took a handheld that was charged and then switched it on and they could see like stuff moving around on the screen yeah, in in there in inside, the box yeah. there's stuff in there's a little man inside the box that might be where you start getting into trouble i right. think I think you're correct. Mm-hmm. I, I would go even further as to say that if you were to take a home console back, you would actually be more likely, the older the console, uh, the the more likely you are to be burned as a witch because it has actual physical mechanisms that make no sense. Yeah, So true. like the spring-loaded disc thing yeah. on the PS1, press for the example. And it goes, How and does it that go, work? <laughs> How on earth does that work? What have you done? Yeah. What, what is that? How does, but How you does take it a, always want to i'm pushing it down and it wants to go up again huh you take it you take a an xbox you know what it's just a box isn't yeah it? you take a ps4 a it's got no it's got no external moving parts no really. you're right so you take a ps1 you're dead mm-hmm. you're a dead you're a dead man or woman if you took a wiimote they might think it's some sort of magic wand they might yeah uh it's got again it's got buttons on it that make a noise when you press it like yeah but it doesn't actually do anything. Or especially a PlayStation, um, the motion control, the... The wand. The wand, yeah. Mm, I mean, PlayStation that, move. that really does look like a wand. It actually does. Yeah. What kind of handheld do you think would get you in the most trouble if it were powered? Because I think you're, you're right. You're going to get in... You're going to be in danger mm. regardless of the comprehensiveness yeah. of the handheld. I think it's, it's the other way around in terms of handhelds. I think the more... Uh, recent the handheld and therefore the the higher definition on screen and the more sounds and impressive audiovisual stimulate stimulants mm-hmm. emerging therefrom. Yes, uh, I think that's more likely to really confuse people from the a thousand year ago times as opposed to if you took like an original Game Boy back. Mm. You know, they would still be very much like, "What on earth is this?" But it's you know, it's like a black and white. You know, it's, it's just. They might think it's just a really clever sort of light show, like optics Maybe. kind of projector deal. But if you have like a multicolored, you know, if you take like Breath of the Wild on your Switch, mm. I think they're going to be very, very perturbed by that. That's true. Yeah. Have you, uh, what What are your thoughts? I completely started the wrong train of thought there. I just, just started a sentence. Have with you? No, have you? Mm. Do you reckon that it would be something of a terminal velocity kind of situation where actually it doesn't matter how comprehensive the handheld is because anything that's not explainable by their their understanding of the world would immediately label you as a witch? It doesn't matter how much more complicated it gets yeah doesn't matter how shiny the people in the screen are the fact that they're they're there at all is enough yeah maybe so i mean the one thing we do have on our side is that if my knowledge of historical witch trials is correct which i imagine it is i think a thousand years ago it wasn't really the height of of witch fear i think it was it was more recent than that i think it was like 1400 or something um, so you would go meet the maester. You'd be introduced to the maester or whoever it is. Yeah, they, they might just think that you're some really clever person. I don't know. How does it work? I don't know. Yeah, but certainly in the in about 14, I think it was 1400, you'd be in big trouble I mm-hmm. think, if you took a switch. switch Absolutely. Back. But I think you, you might be right, actually. There might be just a, as you say, a terminal velocity thing where immediately from Game Boy onwards, mm. it's like, no, this is, you're you're doing the witchcraft I don't know if it's just because I'm older. It's sort of, this is this is tangentially related. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if it's just because I'm older, but certainly I I still find 
Resident Evil 2 on PS1 more unsettling than Resident Evil 2 on PS4. Just because it's muddier and slightly more unwieldy. I think I would be more frightened by a game on an original Game Boy or like a Tamagotchi where it's like, oh, it's making weird noises and and it's, you can't really make out what's going on yeah, as opposed to like a, a, a Blu-ray quality film that you're playing on your Vita, for yeah, example. Yeah, you're right. Um, but I, again, I imagine you'd just be killed quite fast. Yeah, probably. That's Peter. a good point there. <laughs> it's time for a section. It's It's new. It's brave. It's bold. It's losing its hair. But it is brave. Are you ready? We've bought it a wig. It's fine. It's it's uh, what a two paying. <laughs> <laughs> Peter, what are you playing? I've been playing and finishing uh, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, mm. and I enjoyed it. Girl, tell me about that video game. Oh boy! Well, in a in a spoiler free manner, mm. uh, I really really like warmed up to the combat as well. So basically, the longer I played that game, the more I liked it, and that's not to say that that started from a baseline level of kind of, hmm, not sure about this. Like, I liked it from the start. I was like, this is good. I mean, this is really good. I'm liking it. But uh, yeah, the more it went on, you know, I I don't play my Soulsborne games. Um, so when I say my Soulsborne games, I don't mean I own I think them you mean and my Soulsborne never games. touched them. I don't play the or your Soulsborne games. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm not as, like, well-versed in that level of sort of tactical combat third person you know melee stuff mm-hmm. but really enjoying all the dodging and parrying and rolling around uh you know l- learning like what an enemy's moves are and knowing what you can and can't block um yeah uh, I just, that's probably the best part about it is the, the lightsaber combat in yeah it. yeah there's really something to be said for one-on-one lock-on tight over the shoulder combat mm. you know third person combat where it's uh it, it there's there's something intimate and intense about it yeah. that you don't usually get from just spinning on the spot while You're the camera stays in the same yeah while the camera stays in the same position sort of overhead mm. you just hit everything yeah no definitely I, I think i still never really warmed up to the the design of the levels in that they're just these really large sprawling areas with loads and loads of offshoots and like connected bits and shortcuts that lead back and forward to different areas. To me, it's just a bit of a warren and you do have the, a 3D map so you can like get BD, the the little robot, to bring up like a holographic map mm-hmm. that you can like zoom around and like you can see actual passageways and things. Um, so you can find where you're going, but... I think ultimately, like, my my dream Star Wars game now, based off that, would be the same combat, you know, pretty much the same story, but in just a bit more of a linear kind of world, you know? So something along the lines of Uncharted, I guess. Um, I know okay. certainly, like, Lost Legacy, and I guess Uncharted 4 as well, if, if I remember rightly, had certain areas where you could you're in a, a very large area and it's like, oh, as long as you hit these like three towers in whatever order, then, you yeah. know, you're good. But for the most part, that you know, they're, they're fairly linear games. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like God of War, open linear. Yeah, exactly. I think that's, and, and th- yeah, th- you probably could say the same about uh, Fallen Order in that it, it feels like, ultimately it feels like it's got a sense of linearity to it. But yeah, it's just, it's so sprawling 
And I know that there are just loads and loads of chests still left hidden in that world. Mm -hmm. And they're not marked on the map. Even the ones that you walk past and you can't open at the time. Like, it would be really nice if you could just be like, okay, well, I'll come back to this. I'll just leave a marker on my map for it. Yeah. But there's just loads of stuff out there now that I've got to go find if I want 100% the game, which I kind of want to do. Okay. You know, I want to get all the lightsaber parts and make the ultimate yes. Tiny Peter lightsaber. With loads of different laser blades coming off it. Yeah. What's it called? What do you call that? Just In... the blade, I guess. Yeah? yeah? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Just like six. Yeah. Like a shuriken or something. Yeah, like a... Oh, they should do like a Cat of Nine Tails lightsaber. Oh, my God. That's so of like dangerous a... to the wielder. <laughs> instead of a, a solid blade, it's it's got like limp... It's like a whip. Yeah. It's just got like these floppy laser, laser whips. Jesus. Oh, my God. There is actually a lightsaber style or a whip style lightsaber in in the expanded universe i think that sounds ridiculous yeah it's very dangerous <laughs> um but yeah loving it and i don't want to i still don't want to be too spoilery because it's only been out for a week what mm. i will say is they released a patch like two days after i finished playing the game and ah. i've not yet uh, picked the game back up again since then but i'm very interested to know how much they fixed the performance issues because that was the one major problem that i had with it just for the for the entire thing i got to one of the final cutscenes where there's a big reveal about mm. the inclusion of something from the wider Star Wars universe okay. in the game. Um, it's like the, the biggest moment of the game. And just before that happens, there's, there's this like really touching dialogue between, or really dramatic dialogue between two characters who are, it's a bit like sort of, you are the chosen one level kind of, okay. you know, people shouting at each other because they kind of care about each other, but also hate each other. Right. And, the whole time while I was watching that bit, there was this sound effect looping because oh. I think just as that cutscene started, uh, someone had like thrown their lightsaber or something and it had like begun the loop sound effect, but the, the saber had never been retrieved again. So it played out like half of this cutscene. Fortunately, then it seemed to like refresh or like load load a new area that was identical for the rest of the cutscene to play out. But for half of it, I could just hear them... <laughs> Talking really dramatically, and then it's like, vroom, 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 oh, vroom, vroom. and I was like, "Oh, what do I do here? Do That's I quit?" Such a shame. Yeah. What a shame. Because there's no. I kind of wish there was an option on the pause menu just to respawn at checkpoint, but there's not. You'd have to like right. quit all the way out to the menu and load it back in again. So I debated. <sighs> I was like, "Do I want to sit and, you know, experience this cutscene for the first time with vroom dot wav looping behind?" But <laughs> sorry, what was that? Vavoom.wav. Yeah. Fantastic. But, uh, but the rest of it's good. Yeah, the rest of it is good. And maybe it's even better now that they've done some tweakums. I look forward to playing it eventually. Yeah. It'll be exciting. Exciting. But yeah. before you play that game, yeah. you're going to have to play some other games. I suppose so. And you've been playing other games yeah. this week. Yeah. And I want to know what you've been playing. You don't. I do. Okay, I'll tell you then. Yeah. You you won me over. Yeah. Death Stranding. Oh god, of course. I've put a lot of a lot more hours into that game since I last spoke about it. Uh the the chapters really start to rattle through at a certain point. There is so much I mean the whole game is arguably busy work anyway. Yeah. But there are, there are a couple of chapters, especially the first few, that really drag because there's just nothing happening. I know it's introducing you to stuff, but good God, like, if you can't get the... If you can't sort of win people over by the 10-hour mark, mm. then I don't... Like, that's that's not great. I love how you started with the, with the, the sentence, 
oh, I've put a lot more hours into Death, <laughs> Death Stranding, which mm -hmm. ordinarily, if you, if anyone says that about any game, it implies that they're really enjoying it. But the thing is, I'm not. Like, it's, no. it's 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 a real grind. I I feel stubbornly convicted to finish it. Yeah. Now. Um, I've just started chapter eight. And foolishly, I thought, well, 10 chapters, that's logical. I'm sure maybe there's only 10. Apparently, there's 14 mm -hmm. and, and 15 for, like, cleanup and stuff. So I'm just over halfway. Yeah. I feel like I've been playing forever. And a couple of sort of... I'm assuming when people said, oh, it starts to get really wacky around, like, chapter three and four. Like, I've, I think I've seen some of that stuff now. And it was over in, like, 15 minutes. And then it's oh. back to trudging around the wilderness. And now there's snow. And I can't be asked to like struggle up the mountain against snow and in snowstorms and stuff. Like, if you're into it, this is just gonna be perfect for you. <laughs> but I, ju I still just don't understand. And I'm sticking with like to be fair to me, I'm sticking with it, and I've played a lot of it now. And I, I stand by my conviction that this is a meticulously crafted game. Like he has put so much effort and time and thought into delivering packages. Mm -hmm. Like, there's so much to it. So much. If you want to take, if you want to get really serious about this, yeah. there's so much you can do to streamline and perfect your package delivering service. Mm -hmm. But ultimately, each new milestone, each new level three bridges boots um, uh, schematic unlocked. Every new thing you get is just a way to make the core gameplay ultimately less painful to endure. Yeah. And that is such a weird philosophy to approach a game with. Hey, the How can the... we make my boring gameplay less painful <laughs> yeah, to play? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. Pe people are going to love it and that's fine. I think I've played it far more than anyone should have done if they're still of the mindset that I am. Yeah. But it's just sat there on my console and I keep starting it up and I keep playing it. And um, I haven't had a chance this week to touch it, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try and finish it. I'm going to do my best and I will continue to have an open mind. I haven't made up my mind, but I'm still waiting for that moment where the game makes me think, Oh, it was worth all. This the, is what it, this is what I was waiting for. I must be about 28, 23 hours in now. God, yes. it's a lot. It's a lot about. I played it all of Sunday, and I was getting more and more frustrated as the day went on because I just wanted to get to the next bloody cutscene, and I kept making. You know, when you make, it's my fault. You know, when you make stupid mistakes in games, as you mm. get more frustrated, you're like, well, one more, one more thing that makes me angry and I'm turning it off yeah. and you deliberately start playing badly yeah. because you want to turn it off I was doing that so I was like taking direct routes up like sheer rock faces <laughs> and stuff I was like ah oh, stupid game why am I falling down all the time it's my fault I realised that but it just reached a point where I was doing the same thing for so long mm. that I just needed to stop playing oh. um so yeah, that's Death Stranding. But he's got an open mind. He's not made his mind up. I've not made my mind up yet. I'm still, I'm still awaiting the moment, the eureka moment that makes this all worthwhile. So we will see. Well, it's going to have to be incredible though, because you've put in twenty odd hours. Yeah. And not really had that much enjoyment out of it. No. So it for the payoff to be worth that amount of time, you know, it's got to be. Enormous. Kojima's going to have to come round to my house and make me dinner. And give you all of the profits from the game. <laughs> yes. Yeah, all of them. That'll be it. So Death Stranding. Mm. It, uh, it, it continues. Let's leave it at that. Yeah. Shenmue 3. 
I streamed an hour of that. Oh, we yeah. were we were lucky enough to be sent a, a copy of that. We were sent it a little late, unfortunately. Otherwise, we would have covered it properly in equip scope and stuff. Uh, so it, it's its arrival was kind of a surprise. Mm-hmm. Um, so I thought, well, I'll stream that. I went into it with the with the most open of minds. I'm sounding really negative this set. This guy's a bit negative. Yeah, What's up with that? Negative. This guy's a bit yeah, negative. What's with this guy? I went into it with the most open of minds and I knew that it was it is made for people who are fans of a game series that ended 20 years ago and that the gameplay is probably going to be very similar to that. There's not going to be a lot of advances in in the mechanics since those days. They deliberately made it look like a game from 20 years ago. It's not visually. very pretty, I will say. And the whole way through, like an hour in, I couldn't I could not play it anymore yeah the whole chat was screaming at me to change it to something else because oh, i would God, take yeah yeah i would take like i would take maybe five steps and then another cutscene would happen with the worst voice acting i've ever heard in my life and i know that the voice acting was notoriously bad in the originals and they probably wanted to keep that by some sort of weird homage it's just strange that this game was promoted so heavily when its audience is so niche yeah because this game has learned nothing from the past 20 years mm-hmm. at all. And I kind of knew that it wouldn't, but I was not expecting it to be like that. I'm amazed that it was greenlit because I know that there's been a big demand from the the original audience for a mm-hmm. sequel. But you could say the same about all kinds of games. And just because there's like this this group of people saying, oh my God, I did really, really need to finish this series, you know? Like, you know, me and you and hundreds, thousands, potentially millions of other people would love a another time splitters yeah or you know uh obviously half-life is the the most Mm -hmm. famous one but you know as much as you shout about oh they should really do that these things don't always get made and then out of the blue shenmue is made and it's not very good and you know only that small niche is going to enjoy it i don't see how they justified making this game Mm. because I don't know how well it'll do financially, to be honest. I don't know how much money they spent making it, but they certainly got a lot of money from Kickstarter to make it. Well, yeah. They got like $6 million. So that was, I mean, there was a demand for it. And and as with Death Stranding, I sincerely, sincerely hope that the people that this, more so than Death Stranding, perhaps, because Death Stranding is meant to be a modern game for everyone, Mm. whereas Shenmue is meant to be for fans of that niche series from 20 years ago yes the kickstarter people i really really hope that people got what they wanted to from this game there was at least a couple of people in the chat who said i really like shenmue and i'm really enjoying shenmue 3 fair enough good for you yeah awesome glad to hear that but good lord you've got to appreciate that it's uh it's not aged gracefully and Mm. it's been less than a week yeah so shenmue 3 done let's talk about borderlands 3 you remember that one oh god they've just released an end game piece of content tried to play that yeah, it's it's hard. So, sort of gave up. Started new game plus. Didn't release a, a pause menu patch at all. Yes, they have. Have they? Yes, they have. It's oh done. My that gosh. was the main thing I wanted to talk about. I it's, was joking. It's still a little bit juddersome, right? But it works a bit better now than it did before. <laughs> um, my friend managed to co-op. Still kind of ruined though. Right. In that my friend was went into his menu just before a cutscene, and then a very terrifying low poly model of his characters. Uh, full body was displayed over the top of the cutscene on his screen. Oh, but no. the eyes were fully rendered. Oh, God. Let me see if I can find you the video quickly and we can get your reaction in real time. Oh, that's like um, a, a, a games done quick, you know, speed run. They have to sometimes pause on a specific frame in a game to make a glitch work. Oh, my Christ. It's like a ghost. 
it's just really fuzzy and weird. Uh, there's a zoom on the eyes in a second because the eyes are... They're blinking. They're, the eyes are fully rendered, but everything else is oh. like a weird, fuzzy ghost monster. That's horrible. Uh, yeah, utterly horrifying. But, um, you know, Borderlands 3 is great. Uh, we got a question that we didn't actually include this week, but someone said that they played the free weekend of Borderlands 3 that's just gone past and they're, like, going to get the full game now. Mm-hmm. It's it's a fantastic game. As, as much as I had some issues with it, um, I think it's brilliant. And, uh, yeah, just started New Game Plus, so I might just... Uh, smash through that again in co-op when I have the chance. Fantastic. You've been busy. been busy this week. Been real busy. Peter, next yeah. question. What we got? This is from MacIver the Mark. Mm. I'm always... I assume that's an uppercase I, not a lowercase L. Yes, it is MacIver yeah. the Mark. Okay. Yeah. Hi, lads. I wanted to know your opinion on something my friend said to me this week. He claims that if you don't like a genre of games, there will never be any exception, and it's pointless trying to... Uh, trying stuff in that genre. Whereas, for example, I don't typically like city builders, but loved city skylines. Do you feel it's a uniform rule, or can there be exceptions? I would say there can absolutely be exceptions. I'd say there's no rule at all, quite frankly. Screw up that rule and throw it out the window. All the exceptions are allowed. Apart from don't murder innocent uh, 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 nuns. Yeah, if you want to... You want to get serious about this? Yeah, I was well, just talking about the about video in the, games in the confines of the sure. question. Then yeah, yeah. yeah. So I think well, I thought we were pretty clear. I don't think we were talking about cardinal sins. Well, we are now. Oh, okay. What about if you murdered them by bashing them over the head with a PlayStation Four? What if you released the uh, the handbrake on your car? Yeah, and got out. Right. Technically, murder. You weren't in it. No, it wasn't your fault. So yeah. I said, basically, and that's okay. Basically, this is me advocating for car crimes. I can just see Simon Miller in the dock for <laughs> manslaughter, and he said, "Well, that's okay. I left the handbrake <laughs> off, but I wasn't in the car." He's got the whole jury in his hand, in the palm of his hand, just like <laughs> just staring smiling. into it. Just like oh, he's so nice, this isn't positive he? man, and, the, and this this brain magic he's weaving. Like, <laughs> well, let me ask you this: just sometimes cars can be good, but can they be bad? I'd argue, no, unless they are. And then the whole jury is so, they're just so wrapped up in in what he's saying. He just goes across from, he looks each member of the jury in the eye one by one, the whole 12, and just goes, that's okay. That's okay. That's okay. We find the defendant okay. I'm Simon from the dock, and that's okay. (laughs) And I'm walking free. (laughs) Anyway. What were we talking about? Something about Simon Miller killing a nun. Yes, um, uh, with car crimes. Peter, Yeah, I don't like fighting games, by which I mean I'm bad at fighting games, and yeah. so they, they do not hold my attention at all. However, I really liked the first Injustice game. I can't mm. say that I was any good at it, but it had a really cool story. Yeah. And so I liked it a lot. And yeah, exactly. I think, of course, you can you can play games from genres you don't really enjoy. You know, there's a whole subgenre of... Soulsborne games now, mm. and I don't like any of them except the actual Soulsborne games. I right, don't care yeah. about Neo. I don't like that weird one with guns that's just come out. I'm not a huge fan of the. Oh god, yeah, the gun one. I forgot what, about that. What the? What on earth is it called? The one with the robots, where you got robot parts. I cannot remember what it's called. The Surge. I don't like that. Mm-hmm. I just, so yeah, like you, you just just because you like a genre doesn't mean you like all of them. Just because you don't like a genre doesn't mean you don't like all of them. Well, exactly. Like as yeah. we were saying earlier in the previous question, I I don't like Soulsborne games particularly, in that I find them very difficult and a bit overwhelming. Yeah. But really like Fallen Order, and some people might say, oh well, it's not really you know, it's only a bit like a Soulsborne game, and you played it on the story easy mode, mm. and well, and in in some sense that almost proves another point, which is. 
things are actually more nuanced, really, than this is this genre, and it's going to conform to all of these exact rules. Like, the point is, I think, like, it's fair to say that Fallen Order has certainly Soulsborne-style combat and level design. So mm. it's kind of Soulsborne-y. But, yeah, there's an easier mode to it. Um, you know, it, it maybe has a, a more well-defined narrative than the Dark Souls games do, which are deliberately kind of ambiguous and have a lot of... Uh, subtext. Have, yeah, subtext and a whole community trying to sort of work out the law. Yeah. Um, and that kind of proves that you can't even, in some ways, categorize things into clearly defined genres. I think there's blurred edges between between all these like groups of things. Mm-hmm. Um, and a totally different example of like, you know, I'm, I'm not particularly into FPS games. I don't like Call of Duty. I don't like uh, the other ones, you know. Battlefield. Battlefield. Um, but uh, I talk a lot about how I really enjoyed the, the Halo yeah. original trilogy. Um, and I think part of it is to do with setting and narrative and, and things like that rather than just the gameplay. You know, I didn't really play it for the gunplay, although to an extent I did. I think it's quite well done. But um, you know, it all, it all it's it's a very complex. There's all kinds of variables and parameters and things. Yes. Um, I don't think it's as easy as to say I don't like mobas, so I'm never going to play a moba ever. Mm-hmm. Like I I don't um, particularly go in for tower defense games. I don't dislike them, but I don't I don't happen to love them. Uh, but I really, really, really love Orcs Must Die One and Two on PC. Okay, really good. It's like a it's tower defense. You place you place the towers around, but you're also you're a third person character. And when the waves of enemies come at you, you also just shoot them manually as well and use spells on them, which some tower defense games don't do. You just just it's just tower based. Right. Um, so yeah, it's a very nuanced thing, I would say. To each their own. Mm. Just enjoy what you enjoy. Absolutely. Ultimately. Peter, mm. it's time to get... Are you feeling weird? It's time to get... Are you feeling weird? I'm not yet feeling weird. In fact, I could do with maybe a section of this podcast that could sort of weird me up a bit, if that's possible. I think I that might that be now? possible. Yeah, of course. Let's okay. do it. It's time for Weird News. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot maybe your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. 
Peter. Tell me about your weird news, Peter. Tell me about your weird news, it, please, now. It's an update to an ongoing saga frequently no. covered on this podcast. What's happening now? According to Kotaku, Ethan, Ethan Gach, Gach, G-A-C-H, uh, Ethan says, Fallout 76 players can't shoot pacifists, so they're nuking them instead. Good. Things are just going from bad to worse. Good, 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 good. In Fallout 76, other players are only supposed to be able to kill you if you shoot back. But there are ways to game the system, the latest of which involves killing bystanders with radiation poisoning. There are so many ways to die in Fallout 76, from being blown up by scorch beasts to glitching through the ground and ending up halfway across the map in a catatonic state. Yes. But even while the game allows you uh, allows people to explore at their own peril, Bethesda has always tried to keep a tight leash on PvP action. If someone starts attacking you, you won't take damage unless you fight back. Also, an entire setting exists called Pacifist Mode. Pacifist Mode. Pass the Fist. Pass the Fist Mode to help prevent players from accidentally dueling. Radiation poisoning gets around these restrictions. I think my face has radiation poisoning. <laughs> since it counts, uh, since it counts as an environmental hazard, it can be inflicted on players whether or not they return fire. This is why, for example, it's possible to grief someone by launching a nuke at wherever their campsite is, potentially ruining their day by spawning monsters and rads until they disconnect from the server. Using this logic, some players have recently been making liberal use of nuclear proximity mines <laughs> to cause similar trouble. While the explosions say. from the mines are harmless to pacifist players, the radiation they release is not. Uh, it goes on. Um, so, for God's sake, you know, essentially, things are just going from bad to worse. You know, the, the class warfare that's happening over yeah, there. They've yeah, they've worked out now how to attack players in pacifist that mode. don't want to get involved in the class warfare. We actually, there's a there's a quote here. Just left a server with a level 800 plus using Plague Walker and Nuka Mines combination to kill players while they're using vending machines at White Springs train station, one player wrote on Reddit. Level 800? Apparently. Are you joking? This kind of behaviour is very toxic and needs to be stopped before it gets out of hand. I am posting this alert as a PSA to the community. If you're at a vending machine and start taking damage and hear Nuka Mines start to detonate, then you're the target. No! Protect yourself! No! Um, thank you very much, Ethan, for that write-up at oh, Kotaku.com. Oh, my God. So any, I would be very interested to learn if anybody who listens to this podcast is playing Fallout 76 because in spite of everything, mm-hmm. it has a community of players who are really into it, apparently. Yeah. As much as, you know, I defended it myself. I, as soon as I got my platinum, I was out of there. No, you know, I've got people no, continue I don't wanna, to... I'm done. And so much has happened since you left as well. That I know. Which, you know, if you were still there, maybe it would have put you off as well. I think I finally deleted it from my console because it kept Ooh. downloading 30 gigabyte patches. And I was like, <laughs> stop. You've got to stop, guys. Patches almost the size of the original game <sighs> again and again and yes. again. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, God. Atrocious. I've got a weird news from, from you. Okay. And I'm going to give it from for me. you. Oh, okay. Are you ready? This is also from Kotaku. Oh, they're doing good. They're doing great this week. This is from Brian Ashcraft. Mm, Are you ready for this one? Yes, Brian. Man spends $1.4 million on game character, which his friend then accidentally sold for only $552. Can I guess what country this comes from? Go on. South Korea. Oh. 
a big industry over there. No, it's oh. Asia, though. Okay. Whoops, it begins. According to South China Morning Post, a man in China spent an eye-watering 1.4 million on his character in MMORPG Justice Online. How? I don't, I don't know what makes a character worth that much to begin with. No. His buddy accidentally sold said character for a mere $552. The man filed a lawsuit against game company NetEase and his friend. Well, former friend, I guess. Yeah. The friend, a uh, defendant, had been loaned the character and reportedly tried to sell it back to the man for 388,000 yuan, or $55,138. Hang on, $55,138. Instead, Jesus, this is this is confusing. Instead, it was listed for three thousand eight hundred and eighty-eight yuan, five hundred and fifty-two dollars, on NetEase's in-game marketplace, and was soon purchased by another unrelated player. Oh God! So did he put the decimal point in the wrong place? Well, apparently so. Oh God! It, it explain. It kind of explains. During the court mediation that followed, the defendant claimed the shockingly low price was due to a typo induced by exhaustion after a marathon gaming session. Oh my God. And now I've got to scroll past several adverts. Here we go. South China Morning Post reports that the suit was settled by a judge who mediated the proceeding online. Authorities in China are now pointing to this mediation as a way judges can oversee legal disputes remotely. So there's some good there, Peter. Okay. Kind of. Mm. In the settlement, NetEase cancelled the sale transaction and while the plaintiff got his $1.4 million investment back, he reportedly had to pay 90,000 yuan or $12,789 in damages to the player who bought the pricey character on the cheap. Well, I'm not being funny, but if you can sink over a million dollars into your video game character, yes. you can probably afford to spend what was it twelve thousand dollars or something yeah absolutely that's that's nothing to him i i've i mean that the guy who bought the 1.4 million player for starters that must have been really annoying but he what an investment i know what an what an investment how what's the what's how many times does that go into twelve thousand? So we bought it for five. Well, let's just say five hundred. Yeah, that makes so, it easier. So uh, it's like 20, 20, 24 times. Twenty-four times the investment. Is I that think. right? Yeah, surely. Meant quick maths. Quick uh, maths. Yeah. So that's it's pretty weird. It is pretty weird. It's pretty weird. That yeah. There's some weird things going on this week in the gaming world. Let's continue that, shall mm -hmm. we? Yeah. Time. Would you for, like to read this um, next question? This is from Victoria Pendleton, the Olympic cyclist. Yes, Victoria Pennington. Morning, boys. At the time of recording, it's Thanksgiving. It's thank. It's it's Thanksgiving. Mm. It's Thanksgiving in the states. What are you grateful for? Oh, well, hmm. I'm grateful for all my loved ones. <laughs> I'm grateful for. You couldn't even say it in a normal voice. World peace, not world peace. World peace. What is that? Uh, Come on. In a in a more relevant podcast relevant answer, yeah, I'm certainly grateful for the channel that we've got mm. and the, the community that we've built and all the wonderful support we get from the fans. But in an even more related to the podcast kind of way, given that this is a video game podcast, not a YouTube channel podcast, yeah, here's some gaming things I'm grateful for. Go on, I'm grateful for the Activision remasters of late, ah, oh. the Crash and Spyro ones. Yeah. I kind of feel like if I'd had a video game genie come to me and say, uh, hey, you can have three wishes, but they have to be about games that will be made. Yeah. I think one of my first wishes would have been Spyro and sure, throw in Crash as well, being remastered for current gen consoles. And it happened. Mm. It's an actual dream come true for me. It is. So, you know, that's up there. 
Um, emulators, I'm really grateful that they exist. Uh, yes. For, for similar reasons. I mean, I don't need them anymore for Crash and Spyro, but, uh, you know, it's nice to be, it's nice to know that even in another 20 years' time, when the physical media that we do still have just starts to literally break down mm-hmm. and no longer work, no matter how much service you give it, uh, we'll still be able to play ROMs of old games from the 80s and 90s. Yeah. That makes me happy, and I'm very thankful for that. Yeah. What about you? I mean, I, I agree with, with all you've said there, really. Mm-hmm. Uh, I am I'm, I am grateful that we, we, got a, we got a Borderlands 3. Mm. That was reaching the point where I thought that it might never happen. Yeah. Because it had been so long. I'm oh god it's it's weird it's weird being grateful for things isn't it yeah because you are grateful for things of course but you just it's strange thanking companies for for bringing us toys it is because I just thought of one and it's a company that I wouldn't ordinarily thank for very much yeah uh, I'd like to thank Ubisoft oh for announce for for green lighting uh, Michel Ancel to do to the, do the next Beyond Good and Evil. That's true. In 16, 17 years in the making, that game. Well, not not in the making, in the waiting. In the waiting. Yeah. But it's it's nearly here. It is sort of. Well, I bet it's going to be another like two years. But yeah, it will be here uh, one day. One of these days. There's plenty to be thankful for. Let us know what you're thankful. You're thankful you're for in the comments below. In the video game world, preferably. Peter. Yeah. It's time for a big discussion. How big? It's massive. Is it? Are you ready? It's massive. Here comes a big discussion. Huge discussion time, peeps. Hello. I am Hugh Discussion. Huge di- I am Huge Discussion. Yes. This comes from Harrison Kalnan, who okay. asks, or who says. Harrison's never asked a question before on the podcast well this is an older one as well i picked this out of the vault oh so this is from a few weeks ago i think you have been approached by sony to design a new mascot led franchise for the launch of the ps5 peter austin Mm. welcome to the to the playstation building thanks take a seat Mm. would you like a water uh do you have any monster energy drink no kojima took all of them oh god okay they're all inside every copy of Death Stranding. There's no more left in the real world. Oh, that's Is water okay? It'll do. Here's some water. Thank you. Take a seat. Take a sip. Are you comfortable? Not really. I don't like the backs on these chairs. Okay. Yeah. Well, sort of squat. Squat then. Peter, thank you for coming to the PlayStation building today. Thank you. We'd like you to design a, a new mascot mm-hmm. for, a, for a brand new franchise that yeah. we want to launch with the PS5, which is a year away, so you haven't got long. Okay. No, I've got it. I've, I've already got an idea. You've already got an idea. I've got a few notes here that just, just things to, to, you know, just sort of design document stuff. Okay. So if you could answer my questions thoroughly, I'd appreciate that. And we'll, we'll try and get this thing turned around. Right. Try and get this thing greenlit. You okay. ready? Yeah. So we need you to create the concept of the mascot. What is he slash her? Is it an animal, a man or a woman or a machine? What is it? He's, he, he's a he. Okay. And he is a, a big bundle of... He's a big sort of cluster of small rocks, and his name is Knack. Um, okay, that's interesting. We've got one similar to that at the moment. Oh. Hi, I'm uh, uh, Mark Cerny. Mark Cerny. This is... Uh, uh, this is uh, Knack uh, is the key to all my, this. My idea. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, forget that then. Okay. 
I'm sure that'll do very well. Yeah, it's already done brilliantly. We've, we've greenlit three trilogies. What, okay, what fantastic. have you got? What else have you got? Um, all right. How about a, 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 a flying squirrel? Squirrel. A flying Flying squirrel. Flying squirrel. Okay, does it have a name? Uh, His name is... uh, Skitter. Skitter. Or maybe Skittle. That's a bit more sort of young audience friendly. Skittle the squirrel. Yeah. Unless you're in North America, in which case it's Skitter the squirrel. Squirrel. Which doesn't really have the same ring to it. Skitter the squirrel. Mm. Squirrel. I just realised that on the CBBC website in like the early noughties, they had a very good side-scrolling platformer called Skid the Squirrel. Oh. Maybe that's where it's come from in the recesses of my mind. So you're but telling me that this isn't... Com- could we get sued potentially for this one? I don't think they ever took out a copyright on Skid the Squirrel. Okay. Um, well, if you're sure. But I think a flying squirrel is, is a good kind of uh, creature. It's versatile in terms of being able to do some interesting platforming things with it. That's true. It can glide. Mm-hmm. It can crawl up things like a squirrel can. Uh, it, it's got hands... You know, Spyro, they had a big problem with Spyro. Uh, after Spyro 3, they were like, we've done everything we can with this guy because he can't pick up a gun. Uh, that's basically what they said. Right. Or not necessarily a gun, but another object. He can have a gun on his back. He could, yeah. Cowards. Mm. Um, what yeah. What would you say the goal of Sk- Skitter? Skittle. Skittle, mm. the squirrel, is. What? What? What's the plot? What was, what's he doing? Uh, well... Um, I don't know if flying squirrels have the same behaviours as British squirrels do, mm. but oh, the winter's coming in. Yeah, gotta gotta stock up before. I mean, maybe the villain is like the embodiment of winter. It's like Jack Frost, mm-hmm. and he's he's gonna make the world all frosty and stuff. Yeah, and you need to be gathering nuts and berries. Uh-huh. Nuts and berries. Nuts and berries. Um, and store them away so it's like a collect-a-thon um, but maybe also at the same time you're collecting like sunbeams or something okay. for doing like the, the hardest challenges gotta say loving the conviction here and if, in your yeah, voice yeah. you're really convinced by your own idea and if you collect enough sunbeams then ultimately you're able to like fight Jack Frost at the end and like yeah. defeat Winter so that you don't need that store of food anymore and there's the final cutscene is just them having a giant banquet because he's been collecting all this food for Winter and then Winter's been cancelled. Mother flippers. So it's going to completely offset the sort of balance and life cycle of several species of animals It is. there's I think, no Winter. Anymore. Yeah, like the bears will have a real problem. Um, you know, hedgehogs will be incredibly confused. Yeah. Uh, all the migrating birds might sort of crash into the sea out of confusion right but you get a banquet you get so. a banquet so are you the hero or, or are you the villain in this that's actually the twist that's the twist is it yeah it sounds like you've just decided that now no 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 that was always the idea okay, okay. Um, I used to work for Naughty Dog who? Naughty Dog are they one of ours? Uh, they might be yeah are they? Okay. I think so. They're, they're, they're a small company. They've, they've done a few indie projects. They must be. I've never heard of them. But so. they did this good one where at the end of the first game that they... Not the first one. Of the of one of the games that they made, mm. you there's a bit of a thing where it's like, oh, wait, am I the bad guy? They did that? They did, a, yeah. Quite so a famous do- game where near the end you have to make a... Well, you don't even get to make the decision, but a bad thing right. happens. But it's from one of ours. 
Yeah, Crash Warped I'm talking about. And crash Warped. Yeah. yeah, okay, I know Crash Warped. Yeah, yeah okay. you know the bit in Crash Warped where he shoots up the hospital. Yes, no, yeah. I love That's one of my favourite levels. Okay, but that's fine. I mean, if we're ripping off ourselves, it's all right. We mm. just can't rip off anyone else. That's no. Okay. Uh, tell me about what kind of... What's what's the style of the game? Is it is it a shooter, a platformer, a, a puzzle game, etc.? It's a you, platformer. It's a platformer. Yeah. Um, okay. And by that I mean the entire world is made out of actual platforms. Right. It's not really... It's not sort of designed... To look like a forest or a or a grasslands, mm -hmm. it's just sort of wooden, just wooden, just wooden discs. So can the trees take root, or how does that work? No, there's no tree. There's no trees. There's no trees. So where's just, where's the berries coming from? Do they? Do they they're just, just lying around. They're just lying around. Do they glow or something? Yeah. Okay. See, because it's, it's a subversive thing. Like people, when you have a platforming game, people expect it to be, you know, contextual. Mm. So you're you're actually climbing around on rocks and and stuff like that. Rocks and stuff. But this is um, it's like it's like Kojima or something. You know, he's yeah. saying, you know what? What if? Or it's like Peter Molyneux. What if, what if? the platforms were actual, just man-made objects, mm -hmm. like sort of scaffolding? Okay. You're just on on scaffolding for the entire game, and it all looks identical. It sounds great. Mm -hmm. It sounds really good. Yeah. Um, does it? Are there any particular? Does he have any catchphrases? Oh yeah, yeah, he does. Yeah, what's he got? No, that was it. Yeah, he does. Yeah, he says that all the time. Oh, oh yeah, yeah he, he does. He does. Excellent. Well, that sounds brilliant. Uh, Peter Austin, thank you for coming in, Mr. Austin. Thank, thank Peter, you very much, Peter, Mr. Austin, mm -hmm. Peter, Mr. Peter, and uh, we'll we'll be in touch uh, about about what was it called? Skittle the Squirrel. Skidmark the Squirrel is coming soon. Skidmark the Squirrel. Uh, yeah, launching with PS5. Okay, well, we'll be in touch with you. Thank you for coming in. Okay, well, thank, thank, you. thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, hey. 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 Hi. 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 So, sorry, we were just dealing with a different a different guy who's come to pitch an idea. Oh, that's okay. I'm very nervous. It gave me a chance to just sort of mess up your bathroom. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Is that relating? Is that... What is that like a, a, a concept piece for your game? Or no, no, no. I ju I'm just genuinely very nervous about this pitch meeting. Thank oh, you for okay. seeing me, though. No, that's fine. That's yeah. fine. Um, so basically, the idea is, yeah, we've got a new console coming out. Okay, it's called the PS6. I'm sorry. Uh, the PS5. Sorry. Oh, okay. Um, and we need a new mascot for yeah. it. Okay. Are you aware of gaming mascots as a concept? Um, I'm aware of games. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, so. Uh, we need you to come up with a, a character to kind of represent the new console. Okay. We've got a little little design brief here. Okay. Could you maybe let me know the sort of the 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 main concept of the mascot itself? What what is he or her or it? Okay, so it's uh, it's uh, oh, sorry, I'm very nervous. Um, it's about a it's about a stoat. Right. Uh, what what's the stoat called? Do we have a name? Uh, yeah, so it's a stoat who's missing a foot um, mm. due to necrosis. Oh, and it's called. Uh, it also has a goatee. Right. Um, oh, I see where I this is going. I have a picture going. if you'd like to. There's a picture of it there. Oh God! It's quite gruesome. I thought it would be a bit. Oh yeah. Okay. The full. Its name is Otis as well. It's called. It's called Necrosis Otis, the stoat with the goatee. Right. That's its full name. Um, we could also call it the stoty with the goatee. Oh, the goatee, the, the goatee stoty. The goateed stoat. The, the goateed stoat, you see. Yeah. Necrosis Otis, the goateed stoat, you see. <laughs> yeah. 
That's what it's called. That's good. Yeah, thank you. I like it. Mm -hmm. um, so tell me about Necrosis Otis. What what does he get up to? What's the goal? So I'm, I'm envisioning some kind of comedy horror game. Mm -hmm. I think you've already got one called Med Eye Eval. Yeah. Um, and it's got Sir Daniel Foursquare in it. Yeah, with his... Sir Daniel Fourchan. Yeah, it's a Sir Daniel Foreskin with his one eye. Yeah, with his with his big eye. Yeah. Um, That's why it's called Med, Med Eye... Vil. Med Eye Vil. Yeah, Vel. Um, so it's in a similar it's in a similar spooky vein to that. Mm. And um, so what did you ask? Sorry, what, what, what was your What's question? What's the plot? What's the plot? So uh, because he's got necrosis, bits of him have come off. Right. And you need to go and get the bits of Stoat back. Right. Um, and there could be a very regional northern joke about confusing a stoat for a stotty perhaps there's a lot of there's there's at least one option there there's a lot of options there's a lot of options for comedy for bread related stoat huge gags. huge pun pun opportunities here opportunities here is is that how necrosis works do your bits just fall off completely intact well i googled necrosis before i just before i came oh, in oh that was a, that's probably why you need to use the toilet apparently well yeah apparently um apparently i ate something that had died inside me right um no, apparently it's like massive it's like cell death of a thing yeah it is so I thought it just rotted away though can I be honest with you yeah it rhymes with Otis well yeah that's true um, so maybe we have to take a little bit of creative license with the definition of necrosis really yeah I mean leprosy might be better I think bits fall off a yeah, bit more we could with do. how would you feel about um, to kneel the neprosil the leprosil yeah the lepros leprosil yeah. I like this we're coming up with stuff on the fly yeah it's great so what does Tenniel, did you just say? Yes, that's a real name I've seen in the wild. Okay, what does Tenniel the Leprosil do? What's the style of the game? Well, I don't know now because I was I came in here to pitch. We can go back to Otis if you need. Necrosis, Otis, the goatee... What the was goatee, it? Stoty. The goatee stoat, you see. Yeah. That's who I came in here to pitch. I don't have anything for Tenniel the, the Leprosil. I see. You see? I see. I see all. Well, tell me about... Go back to Otis. Then. Otis. Necrotis. What do you want to know about Otis? What style of game is it? So it's a hardcore third-person shooter. Right. Um, every time you lose a limb, you gain a gun. In place of the limb? No. Where? Just around. What, flying? No, it's like just... Like Rayman? No, it's just there. Where? On the... You know, about. We've got artists who need to draw this. You're going to have to give them direction. The floor. But moving with you, or is it just get no, left No, it's in just place? on the floor. Every time you lose a bit, a gun happens. Right. You ever seen a gun happen? No. Okay. It's like the... You know the Kojimum game that's just come out? Yeah. You know, they talk about the Death Stranding. Mm. This is this is kind of like that. It's called the gun happening. Right. There's just guns everywhere. Okay. Yeah. Well, I, I like it. Is there anything else you need to tell me about Necrosis Otis, the goatee stoat you see? We've got a big partnership with Blue Bolt Sainsbury's own energy drink. Okay. Do you think we could incorporate that somewhere? Yeah. Yeah? Um, we've actually had success on a recent game that I won't name uh, where there are some really gratuitous close-ups of um, cheap own brand uh, alcohol from a uh, shop. I think, was that Uncharted 4? Yeah, it was that, yeah. And it had Tesco ale in it. It did. Tesco's bitter. Mm. Okay. Thank you for seeing me. Thanks for. Yeah. Thank you. Will you call me when you have a when you've made an a decision? Um. Mm, 
Yes. Okay. I look forward to hearing. Thank you. I look forward to hearing from you. Yeah, me too. I look forward to hearing from from me. <laughs> Love what you guys do, and I'm super proud to be a Patreon of your channel. Thank you, Harrison, for that. Thank you, Harrison. Question. Peter, it's time to move on to the end of the show. It is. Thank God. If people wanted to get in touch with us and pitch their own video game character mascot ideas, how would they do that, and where would they go to see more of us? Team Triple Jump. Anywhere. Everywhere. You go there, just put Team Triple Jump on the end, and we're there. Tesco.com forward slash Team Triple Jump. Jump. Uh, You can uh, check out our content and tell us stuff in the comments section on YouTube.com and Twitch.tv forward slash Team Triple Jump. We do streams there. No, we don't. We do. On both. Come on. On Thursdays, we do streams on YouTube. Did Mm, you know? I did. Um, We've got mods, Lord Brotovich and Cecil Prumps, who look after the chat when we're streaming on both of those channels. Hello. Got a bit of a creaky table going on. Creaky just table. Want... It's all right. We're nearly at the end. There we go. That's better. They were just a bit too close to each other. Our social media, you can also contact us there. Twitter.com and Facebook.com forward slash Team Triple Jump. Luke Eldon is looking after the Facebook for us. Yes, he is. Are doing a very good job of it. Oh, a marvelous job. We've got a Patreon. Uh, Patreon.com forward slash Team Triple Jump. You can ask questions for the podcast. There's all kinds of other rewards yeah. if, you, uh, if you go in on those. Uh, if you're watching the video version of this podcast, you can hear an audio version at play.acast.com forward slash s forward slash triple jump. Yes. The website is triplej.merp. We've got a shop there. We've got new merch. Yes, we have. We've got new merch. We've got beanie hats. Beanie which hats. Which we didn't get in the office, so we can't even model them for you. But we've got no. a new shirt. There's a video. Oh, my God. My wrist just clicked. Did you hear that? Yeah. We've got, we got new we've got shirt. Necrosis Otis. Yeah, necro- I got Otis Necrosis. Yeah. Um, new shirt. We've showed it off in a video. You can go and buy one right now. We have. It's a good shirt. I really like it. I think it. it's a fantastic shirt. Yeah. Uh, finally... We've got a Discord, mm. um, which there's a special room for, actually, if you are a patron. Um, yes. But there's other rooms, too. It's bit.ly forward slash team triple jump. And the mods over there are Jack, Joe, and Crimson Dragonfly. Crimson Dragonfly. Thank you so much. Thank you. Follow us on Twitter, if you fancy, at that Peter Austin and at confused underscore dude. And on Instagram, at that Peter Austin. Shush. Shush. That's my alarm telling me we need to... Start a new recording. Yeah. Uh, and at Ben Potter 20, if you'd like to see some behind the scenes stuff that we post sometimes on there. Mm. We do lists every Tuesday and Thursday streams, every Monday, Tuesday, and Thursday, Monday, and Tuesday being solo streams on Twitch and Thursday being on YouTube, as Peter said. Worst Games is fortnightly, Friday for patrons of a certain tier, Sunday for everyone else. It is a Worst Games Ever week. Yes, it is. So there'll be a Worst Games Ever episode out tomorrow, that being Sunday. And uh, yesterday, if you're a patron, mm. fantastic. Podcast, of course, is every Saturday. Please leave us a review on your platform of choice or iTunes, whatever. Mm. Appreciate it. it. Helps something to do with algorithms. Peter, a couple of things before we go. Yeah, a few notices. Charity stream. We did that last Saturday. Oh, my goodness. You guys are crazy. You guys are crazy. £1,900 is what the current total is. Wow. Is that, that we the... raised. Yep. This was for the Pawson Players Cats Protection League weekend. We were streaming uh, alongside Booth and Radders and a couple of other fantastic, wonderful people as well. It's well over $2,000 dues. It is. It's, it's a significant amount of money for the cats. Mm. Uh, they're absolutely thrilled. We had a wonderful time. You guys just blew us away. You did us proud. We were not expecting much 
not that we thought little of you, but just we didn't want to have the you know big old big old cranium heads. It's like and think, yeah, we're going to raise loads of money, aren't we? It's like ten times the amount we expected to get. Yeah, well, I'd I'd set the goal initially as a hundred pounds. Yeah, and we shot through two hundred and fifty in in fewer than eight minutes. Well, we were just sitting there writing on stickers. For... Yeah, because that was a reward we set ten ten pounds, and you get your name written on a sticker. And then and everyone in the, the entire world, everybody donated. donated. 10 we had to change it. Unbelievable. Thank you so much. Uh, the VOD is now live if you want to see us uh, mess around in Minecraft and make a Cats Protection, uh, a Pawson Players logo. It was fun. And also a Cats Protection League Adoption Center. We mm. made those in Minecraft. You can go and look at those. Main Menu. We got a new episode of Main Menu. That went out yesterday. We were cooking Soul Tuna from the Outer Worlds. It is. I think I can still taste it, to be honest. Yeah. So please go and watch that if you haven't already. Uh, T-shirt competition, um, and I will also say worst game submissions for the unboxing video we're going to do. The cutoff is this weekend, basically. Mm -hmm. So if you haven't already, you've got a few hours left to enter a, a T-shirt competition that we're doing. Bit.ly forward slash, and this is important, capital T, capital J, and then lowercase shirt. That's yeah. bit.ly forward slash TJ shirt, the TJ being capitalized. Uh, you can enter there. We're giving away 25 shirts. And the 25th winner will also win a game of their choice. Absolutely. So that's exciting. And that closes at midnight tonight. So make sure you, you get in on that, please. Worst games ever submissions, Peter. Mm. The cutoff is, is I think, this, this weekend as well. Sunday, right? Yeah. So unless you're listening to this at the moment of release and you can order something maybe on Amazon Prime to arrive the next day, but it won't because it's Sunday... Uh, we're no longer going to be reading out the address, but if you think you can get something here somehow immediately, then the address is elsewhere and you can go and find it if you like. But please, we must stress that anything that arrives after the cutoff date may not be opened on camera because we plan on shooting it early next week and uh, it'll still be opened and enjoyed, mm. but it may not be included on camera. So please don't send stuff after the date. Yeah. Thank you very much. Peter. Yes. Oh. It's just time for our closing sponsor, there which is. of course is Tom. Put your beats on, everyone. Get your beats by Skull Candy by Doctor Drebs on, mm. because it's time to listen to another rad podcast. Where well, say another, the same rad podcast song. So Tom, take it away. Play us out. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. You hear this tune drop and you think it must be part of clock. I'm so excited for this hot new. Content. I've got shivers going up and down my spine And this time it's not a crippling disease Something I'll tell Ben and Peter about in streams Was it not last? Probably one point Anyway, back to the podcast First we start with the sponsor What the could it be this week? Edith Finch Realty or Sonic Travel Agents Blue Streak? Wait, what is neither? All these tricky boys got me again But I forgive them because the content quality is 10 out of 10 Peter and Ben, what a team Smash the podcast, smash the stream Smash the list on my all accounts Everything else makes me want to cream It's obscene I know the creaming was a bit much for me Anyway, let's not get distracted where the flipping it were we? I believe a question from a patron is what's coming next. One of those lovely people who can afford the speech from text, they are the best. No doubt about it, I'll shout about it in a room that's rowdy and rather crowded. I'll shout it loud and proud until they all know what I'm saying. Start paying attention because the next section is what we play. Yes, it's revolutionary, which can be scary, but take your heads out of the sun under which they are buried because this section is actually your genius. More clever than Stephen Hawking and more magic than a genius. It really is, but it's too complex for my brain, and all I know for sure is that it's damn entertaining. 
And you can show appreciation by monetary payment What's that coming over the hill is looking really strange And somehow newsworthy too Like an article that's published by Kotaku Strap in, ladies and gentlemen, you're about to be confused As the GO80s of YouTube read weird news As new controller you can strap to your bum Single men from 40 up have said, quote, it's really fun I'll use it in my time, a girl bath water, son And don't you think it's weird that that was said by more than one? Moving on, after another question, it's something massive Like the boil on my Wilson, we might just have to lance it What's that now, nothing? Now why are you blushing? I'm not, don't change the subject, look at that big discussion No, no, it's way too big, and it's gonna start crushing everyone in the building Look, it's already brushing up against me Oh, we hang on, it stopped now let's talk about it, did you know you can now adopt a child script from your screen while playing The Sims 3, you create a family and the code can legally pull a child from your sim and then post it to you for free, think about it, you can have your own homegrown tiny pee. And that's a wrap, well done for keeping it PG, don't get the monetized, anyway love you guys, peace. Peter, where can people find us? We are Team Triple Jump. Hey folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.